You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh. Geeks in progress. Her webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can listen to episodes or join in the off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme music is Better Nation by Curious Hands, which can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Submit and vote for stories at whatstherumpus.reddit.com. That's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus. I'm Adrian Hanna. I'm Charles Thomas. Yay! I don't, I don't know why I said it that way. Yeah, I thought I, it was going to work out, but it didn't really. <laughs> it's cool enough. I just realized that I say yay after you say your name every week, and that's weird. <laughs> Do you really? I think so, yeah. Charles Thomas. Yay! Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray, Charles Thomas. He's the best. <laughs> Woo! Hey, beer. <laughs> Huzzah. Uh, so, yeah, I, it sounds like we're in, in a good mood, even though you're, uh, you have pending tropical weather about to explode all over your city. Irene's about to blow her load all over my face. <laughs> yeah, she is. Stay classy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I uh, last night I, I went to the grocery store, and the line was enormous, and it took me half an hour to get through the line. And uh, and then I packed a bug out bag just in case I have to flee to my aunt's house in New Jersey. And then uh, you know filled all the containers I could find with water and put them in the freezer. And then uh, taped my windows. Uh, luckily, I don't expect my windows to be even remotely touched because the they're, um, the windows in my bedroom. There's uh, like ten feet away from them. There's an enormous brick wall from the building next door, and there's like absolutely nothing. I mean, like. It's basically a narrow alley that the, something would have to blow through and then turn sideways in order to to, cut, to break the windows. So I don't expect it to happen. But the windows are like five feet tall and seven feet wide and right over my head when I sleep. <laughs> so I taped them just in case they do fall in. I don't want them to shatter and cut my neck open while I'm sleeping. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I thought so. But <laughs> you know, I... I um, Go ahead. Go ahead. No. <laughs> well, I, said, I was going to say I used uh, I used gorilla tape, so I'm a little worried that I won't be able to take them off after this. <laughs> uh, I lived in North Carolina for four years and uh, survived several hurricanes. And uh, every time I taped my windows, and I never had the the windows ever uh, even remotely be at risk of breaking the and i went through a couple of category four and five hurricanes in the time that i lived there so i wouldn't be too worried about your 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 windows but better safe than sorry yeah i had the tape and it's right next to my face where i sleep so i decided (laughs) i'd spend the tape and be extra careful but like I said, I don't expect anything to happen. And I also, I checked the, so New York City did a quote-unquote mandatory evacuation. So they had different zones. They had three levels of zones where evacuation was either required or recommended. So I checked the evacuation map, and I'm a block away from the lowest priority evacuation zone. So like zone A is like GTFO right now because you're going to die. <laughs> and then zone, zone B is like you're probably going to lose power or see monsters come out of your toilet or something during the hurricane. But you can probably survive it because it will be tiny monsters. Uh, and then zone C is like um, you should pick up all your important stuff off the floor because it might get wet. And then zone... And then after that, it's just, hey, it's going to rain real hard. <laughs> um, 
so I'm I'm a block away from zone C, but I'm still but uh, so I'm I'm sort of in the clear. But you know, we all know how predictable uh, or how how good uh, meteorologists are at predicting things like this. So right, yeah. Like I was saying earlier, the the thing I'm worried most about is running out of electricity or water. Yeah. I when when I was in uh when I was in Japan and we'd go through typhoons they used to shut the uh the water and power or just the power off in the buildings just to be Wait. safe so we we yeah. we'd, uh, we'd have hur- hurricanes or in that part of the world they call them typhoons um we we we'd go through typhoons and you'd be stuck in the barracks for 3 days with absolutely no power so you're running around with flashlights and yeah. it was not oh, I bought batteries too fun. <laughs> Yeah, I only I only own two flashlights. One of them is a Lego man with LEDs in his feet that my mom got me as a gag gift for Christmas one year. <laughs> or not a gag gift, but like a stocking stuffer kind of thing. And the other one is this mag light that I have that's super old and beat up to shit. But uh, it only takes one single AAA battery. Nice. Yeah, so it's like it's like slightly wider and a little bit longer than a AAA battery in size. Uh, so it'll work for reading my Kindle when the power goes out, but that's pretty much all it's going to be good for, I think. <laughs> it's funny. I um, I've been, I think we talked about this before. The Everyday Carry website. Yeah. Well, a lot of the Everyday Carry guys who post there, and almost all of them are guys. Surprise, surprise. There are some ladies, but uh, most of them Other are guys, ladies. and almost all of them, almost all of them post. Almost all of them have some kind of knife and some kind of flashlight. And I was like, I don't understand why you would always have a flashlight with you unless you like work maintenance or something like that where you actually frequently need it. Now I'm like, you know, if I had taken those EDC websites a little more seriously, I would have a better flashlight right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think I still have my uh, my bendy flashlight from when I was in the military. The uh, the one that we were required to have. It's the one of the ones that's green, and then the the uh, the lamp is actually like turned 90 degrees. Oh yeah, I know, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I still have one of those sitting around somewhere. At least one. I used to have like six of them. You can clip it on your person, but it, it uh, shines barely forward. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, speaking of ingenious uh, uses for things, I guess that doesn't really count, but uh, moving right along. Put in your butt. <laughs> um, there was a post. Oh, God, you didn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there, <laughs> there was a post on uh, on Lifehacker this week uh, about uh, using uh, the plugs, wall plugs for like uh, um, RJ11 or RJ45 connectors. Oh, yeah. So that you you just put a um, you put the the connector onto the end of a keychain, and then you can just plug the the connector into the wall, and then you have a convenient place to keep your keys. Yeah, so I'm not sure that this was described very. I, I I was only sort of paying attention, if I'm honest. Um, but so you have those, like just like a wall outlet. Um, you can buy outlets for just about anything. Like if you look in a really nice conference room, you'll find outlets that have like VGA out or audio out or in VGA in and audio in and shit like that on wall plates. Well, these are wall plates that take RJ45 for running network through walls. Uh, which is Ethernet cable. Um, and so this guy mounted a bunch of Ethernet jacks on his wall that don't actually have any any cables on the, on them attached anywhere, but they do uh, but they do have the the port 
and then he all of his keychains he put a, uh, an Ethernet cable on the keychain so that he could take the the Ethernet clip and just clip it into the socket, and then he always knew where his keys were because they were clipped into the socket. That is super convenient. Yeah. So I was thinking about this because I have that kind of time apparently. And it occurred to me that if you were doing that, so an Ethernet cable is just a a bunch of wires. And if you're going to the trouble of making the Ethernet cable keychain yourself, you could loop it so that um, some of the pins, some of the pins on one side of of the jack are the same are just looped around so you would an ethernet cable can take uh is it six or eight strands of individual wire eight eight so you could have four strands of individual wire on one side loop around the keychain through some plastic coating and then come back to the other side and then you have a loop in your jack right so then you could wire up the port to a light or something so that when you plug in your keychain, it completes the circuit. So if you're looking for your keys, you can just look over at the board, see if the light's on. That's effing <laughs> sweet. Isn't that awesome? That is an awesome idea. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Like, where's my fucking keys? The light's on, dummy. Oh, okay. <laughs> or you could do it. You could do a, a reverse uh, circuit where it, the, the light only goes on when you unplug it. <laughs> so, it, you know, you unplug your keys and it starts flashing at you. Mm-hmm. Hey, dummy, put your keys away. Hey, dummy, put your keys away. Hey, dummy, put your keys away. Yeah, that's that's a pretty uh, effing sweet idea. I thought so. So, yay for uh, interesting ways of doing everyday things. Yes. And uh, speaking of interesting ways of doing everyday things, uh, the there was uh, recently a, a guy hired a development team to develop a level in portal two so that he could uh, propose to his girlfriend. This is so awesome. There's so this is a really great story. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the guy hired two, two level designers, like actually went on the internet and hired them and paid them actual money to design him a uh, portal two level that was all complicated and shit. And uh, at the end of it, it was a, uh, a, a marriage proposal for his girlfriend. And then he had his girlfriend play the, play the level. Right. So what's awesome about this is, um, steam, the people that made or valve valve, the people that made the game and own steam, uh, caught wind of this and helped him contract out the person that did the voices for the game. So that the person, the actual person, the actual voice talent from the game gave their, uh, used their voice to record stuff for his level. So that when the, um, when the computer asked him, asked the girlfriend to marry her or him, it was the same voice as the person that did all of the rest of the game. Uh, Ellen, Ellen McLean is the name of the lady, uh, who did the voice of Gladys. Yeah. And the the character's name is Gladys. So, um, and then on top of that, they uh, they release the level. Like you, anybody can. The, anybody with Portal Two on their PC can go download and play this level. They aren't obligated to marry this guy, but they can play it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I suppose she's not obligated either. That's true. You know what you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, indeed. But yeah, I was I was looking at that level, and the 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 video that that uh, that we'll link to in the show notes is uh, one of the developers um, just running through the level. And uh, from what it, the way it looks, it looks like it's it's actually a pretty pretty complicated level or relatively complicated level. So it's not just like you know 
walk down a hallway and down some stairs and use your portal gun to go to get on the other side of a barrier and then ta-da wedding engagement it's like you know there's some things some actually complex stuff going on in there so cool yeah uh, so on the same subject, did you see the um, the live action portal video I tweeted tweeterfied? Yeah, the one that uh, uh, Dan, what's his name? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So Dan Trackenberg from the Totally Rad Show made a short film, directed and edited. No, directed a short film. Um, it's it's live action, and the woman it starts out with a woman in a cell, and she finds a portal gun, and so it's it's a li- it's basically a live action portal level, and it is awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's freaking sweet. Yeah, it's. I was really amazed at how well done it was. He has a tendency for lens flares like J.J. Abrams, which I was pretty disappointed with. But other than that, everything about it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, too, because I was watching the credits and I, was, I kept recognizing names. Like, uh, his brother was the editor and uh, his one of his co-hosts of the Totally Rad Show, Alex Albrecht, was one of the guards. And then um, Peter Serretta, who is the guy that started sla- the website Slash Film, and I think is Danny TRS's roommate, um, which is a weird thing for me to know. Anyway, uh, was involved in the FX or something like that. Oh, and Mike Gaines, who is the editor of the Totally Rad Show, was involved with the video effects. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I, I usually watch credits for stuff anyway, because I think it's interesting, but I was like, Oh, I'd recognize that guy. Oh, I recognize <laughs> that guy. Oh, I recognize that guy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I think is probably one of the better uh, short films that I've seen in quite some time. And I was pretty, pretty stoked after I saw that. In fact, I'm probably going to watch it again after we get done recording. That is a good ass idea. <laughs> What's an ass idea. Why do we keep talking about stuff you put up your butt? (laughs) (laughs) I think we have a title for this week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Steve Jobs is is, uh, resigning as CEO of Apple. Again. Again. Um, Yeah. And and basically nothing is changing about the company. So, you know, that's exciting. That's probably what they said last time. And then all of a sudden they were making uh, laptops that look like colorful toilet seats. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that was when uh, when Steve Jobs came back. I'm pretty no, sure. That, I, I, that was, I think it was. I think it was right before he came back. But uh, um, yeah, so I just I just thought it was funny that 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 I because I've seen I saw so many stories about this, um, and uh, it's funny because because Steve Jobs has been basically CEO only in title for the last few years because uh, when he left for that medical leave of absence or whatever. Um, Never really fully came back. Yeah, well, they put uh, um, the other guy whose name I can't think of right now um, in charge, Tim Cook. They put Tim Cook in charge of, of the company while he was gone on his uh, medical leave of absence. And then when he came, when uh, Steve Jobs came back, I mean, he took back over, but basically uh, Tim Cook ran everything anyways. And so now he's like, well, I'm resigning. And so t- Tim Cook is back to being, you know, the CEO, but like p- permanently now. And Steve Jobs is not like retiring. He's still going to go into one infinity loop every day and, you know, put in his eight hours or whatever. So it's just that he's not the head of the company anymore. So it's really it's it's business as usual with Apple. So I just thought it was funny that that everybody's making this big thing about him resigning when it's well, so it's it's. 
fairly well accepted that he brought the company back from the brink of failure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, the iPod and the iTunes Music Store and the iPhone and the iPad were all his mind babies. Um, so he's definitely responsible for the fact that Apple currently has more money in their, in their reserve than the United States government does. Uh, <laughs> which is true and insane. Um, or actually, I don't think it is true. I think it it, it it happened, and it happened for like 10 minutes, and then the, it lost some money, and the U.S. gained some money or something. Um, but it happened a couple weeks ago. Anyway, um, so he is definitely responsible, and it, it's a big deal that he's even if it's only a title thing, um, it's still a, a it's still a thing. Like it's it's not the end of the world. Uh, of course, it wouldn't be the end of the world if he you know anyway. But um, it, it's interesting. But the thing that I was most interested about with this was the um, the meta review thing. So oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, this is really cool. Let me let me. I'm, I haven't been looking at my computer for a while. It's uh, Fast Company did uh, Steve Jobs a mega meta appreciation. And basically, he said everything that's already everything there already everything there is to be said about Steve Jobs running Apple has already been said. So here's a bunch of quotes from a bunch of different stories about Steve Jobs while he was in Apple, and he basically just picked picked and chose the best pieces of those different articles. And the, so basically, the entire text of this post is hyperlinks to other people's stuff which I thought was really interesting. Like, this is the first time that I've ever seen the majority of a post somewhere just be an aggregation of links. Right. Well, and it's and not only is it just, just an aggregation of links, but it, it forms a coherent uh, article. It's, it's, a, it's an essay on Steve Jobs using other people's words. And it's not like, you know, you take one word here and one word here. It's like whole sentences, oh, like and whole then it streams coherently from beginning to end. Right. And each sentence being a link to the article that the quote came from. Yeah. So I was really fascinated with that idea because it's, I think it's the way, in my opinion, it's HTML, the way HTML was designed. Like the original point of HTML was for citing sources in, in uh, papers and stuff and being able to go straight to those sources. Right. So that's exactly what this is. It's just an entire thing where everything is a source and everything is clickable to go to that source. Good point. <laughs> wow, I really killed the discussion there, didn't I? <laughs> Let's talk about weird Asian people. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in for that. <laughs> This the uh, theme of proposal seems to come up uh, more than once this week because um, there was uh, probably the world's first dancing carrot proposal in China this week. Um, some guy decided he wanted to propose to his uh, to his girlfriend. Holy shit, that's a lot of dancing carrots. Yeah, and uh, so he got a bunch of his friends together, rented a bunch of uh, ca- carrot costumes. And then in the streets of, uh, I think it's called Qingdao, uh, he had his 48 friends in the streets dance and sing around and basically uh, get them, get uh, the girl to uh, accept his wedding proposal. So, Asia. That is fucking weird. So, go ahead. You were about was, to say the tagline, I think. Yeah, I was just going to say, oh, Asia, you so crazy. Yeah, sorry. That's cool. 
thing there. But I what I was you. gonna say is I'm looking I'm looking at these carrots and they look more like orange pineapples without the weird spiky things than they do carrots. But really what they look like is Jersey Shore California raisins. <laughs> <laughs> because they're just orange with stupid pointy hair. <laughs> so they're kinda like Oompa Loompas. Yeah, but it's like if an Oompa Loompa fucked a California raisin, this is what you would get. Uh, uh, and I might be able to think about anything else for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, so Google Street View has taken to uh, the Amazon, and uh, they're .com or no, the actual Amazon. the actual Amazon. They took a riverboat <laughs> with their equipment and uh, and mapped out the Amazon River, so you can uh, you can go basically down the entire river on Google Maps. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool, too, because they went down there with some equipment, and uh, they have some specialized uh, bikes that have uh, the Street View equipment hooked into it, and they basically taught um, the locals how to use these bikes. And so the the, the locals just went around with these bikes and, and went, went down all the little trails and all the nooks and crannies around the uh, the Amazon. So that they have even more than just the river. They have all the, the little things around surrounding the river, too. But I thought it was kind of cool that they used locals, that they got a bunch of locals and just taught them how to, how to uh, photograph with the, with the bikes and then just tool around with the bikes for a couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty dope. I haven't actually checked, out, checked it out. I don't even know if it's like actually available yet. But uh, I'm kind of stoked to see how it turns out. Yeah, definitely. That's um, leave it to Google to be innovative in so many ways, all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Okay, so uh, for for those people listening that have been listening to us for uh, enough time, you'll know that this next story is us beating a dead horse again. But uh, uh, Fox delays Hulu availability. Piracy surges. Who's so- surprised? Hands up if you're surprised. <laughs> no one. No one at all. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> now hands up. If, hands up if you're surprised about that. And still no one. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Fox is is forcing surprise surprise also that it's Fox doing this. Um, forces Hulu to uh, to delay all, all their content by I think it's eight days now. Um, and so, um, bit torrenting and I forget how they, how they tracked all this information, but, uh, they, uh, basically the, uh, the amount of downloading, uh, based on the show Hell's Kitchen, uh, after, during the first five days of the delay, uh, downloads increased by 114% of what <laughs> it normally was before the delays. And, right. uh, uh, and then another show called MasterChef had a uh, 189% uptick uh, for the same thing. Those are. I wonder how popular those shows are because I've never heard of one and never never watched either of them. Right. Of course, I don't watch shows like that. So true. Yeah, that's. I I don't think that that, that anyone is surprised by that. In fact, I remember. So <clears throat> I stopped following Will Wheaton because I don't think Will Wheaton follows Wheaton's law when it comes to politics, and he's a dick about it. Uh, <laughs> And I really like everything that he tweets as long as he's not tweeting about politics, and then he just pisses me off. Um, 
but anyway, he added Felicia Day. See, dude, I totally called it or something like that. And then it was a link to this story and uh, she retweeted it. So I saw it and he's absolutely right. And he, I mean, I, re- I remember watching videos where he was like, I like that I work for sci-fi and TNT because they stream their crap on the internet, which means that it's not going to get pirated. And here's how piracy works. And here's why people pirate things. And he was right on the money with all of it uh-huh. because he's one of us. He's a nerd as much as I am, probably more so. Um, so I don't understand why it's so obvious to us and so completely and and yet no one would think of this in the business. Yeah, like, I know. I mean, even though that not occur to you, they, even though that they they may think that uh, that they're uh, that by streaming it online on Hulu may hurt their business or won't earn won't uh, generate any money for them by delaying it, you're hurting yourself even more. So why do it? You know. Right. And w- there is a couple of, I mean, so first, the issue is not that it's not available or even that there's a delay because FX has a 30 day delay. And so does USA Network. Um, but it's because there was no delay. It was like a standard one day delay, which is what there, which is the delay for everything on Hulu, just so that they can encode it and upload it and shit. Right. And they changed it. They dropped it. So, like, if it had been eight days all along, this probably would not be that big of a deal. Right. But because they had it at a certain level, and then they were like, you know what? We're going to take this away from you. Everybody went, whoa, 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 fella. <laughs> Just hold on there. So now everybody's pirating it. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the way the way it goes, though, I guess. Yeah. That's the way it is. Walter Cronkite, right? Mm, yeah. Let me Google that for me. <laughs> I was going to say um, Paul Harvey, but his is now you know the rest oh, yeah. of the story. It's totally Walter Cronkite. Word. And and now you know the rest of the story is Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. <laughs> if you search and now you know the rest of the story, the second entry is Paul Harvey's Wikipedia page. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, the... I, I can't figure out a good way to, uh, to seg- segue into this, but... Uh, Epic fail. <laughs> Just shout epic fail. That ought to do it. <laughs> epic fail. Epic fail. Uh, so uh, epic fail news. Um, the what is it? Uh, some newlyweds decided to uh, shoplift <laughs> some food for their reception. Um, and so fail. now they're spending their honeymoon in jail. That is a bummer. So do conjugal visits work if both people are in prison? <laughs> like, I know you can get a conjugal visit if one person is in prison, but do they have to, like, cart your ass over to the other prison in order to get laid? <laughs> I have no idea. I should look into that just in case. Yes. I don't know what so is. they so they shoplifted <laughs> they shoplifted over a thousand dollars worth of food for, from a, a local right. Wegmans for their uh, for their uh, reception and uh, they got they got busted and um, yeah so now they're in jail. They were charged with misdemeanor counts of retail theft and receiving stolen property. Well, this is only a misdemeanor. Yeah, that's true. For my wedding, I committed a felony. <laughs> I want to know oh, how I- much food you have to steal for it to to uh, get upgraded to a felony. I think you pretty much have to take an entire store, like put it on a truck and drive it away. Carmen San Diego style? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Way to fail it, guys. Kidding. Uh, that one thing and stuff. Uh, IBM has devised a uh, or developed a drive 
that it's big. It's the biggest drive, hard drive they've ever created, and it can basically hold sixty copies of the internet. Yes, that is bananas. Or I think it was twenty four billion MP3s. Yeah, <laughs> average length. Uh, yeah, five, five, yeah, five, twenty four billion typical five megabyte MP3s. Yeah. So this is this drive is one hundred and twenty petabytes. So. We talk most of the time nowadays. You hear about gig, gigabytes of storage, or and terabytes. the biggest hard drive—the biggest hard drive you can buy right now, commercially—is I think two terabytes. Right. So two tera, a, a petabyte is a hundred is a thousand twenty-four terabytes. So if you had five hundred and twelve two terabyte drives, you would have one one hundred and twentieth of the total size of this single drive or this single data storage solution. So it's it's basically two hundred thousand hard drives in a raid, <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it says as much. Well, it says strung together, but I don't know how they're strung together. Like Christmas lights. Yes. So if one of them goes out, the whole thing goes dark. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the 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 IBM's and neighbors be- they keep nagging and nagging because you know July comes around they and those all the time. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Could you imagine being IBM's kid and having to check every single drive when the chain goes out? Oh, that would suck. That'd be the worst. <laughs> that would have been James's job if he had stayed with them. Totally. Or, you know, come uh, come December 1st, you got to untangle the string oh. from Spence in the garage. Uh-huh. And you, you decided be- not to wrap it up properly? Of course. Well, why would you? You don't yeah. have to worry about it for 11 months. Exactly. I think <laughs> Okay, so uh, this one website called CSO, um, which is a, a security type web page, um, came up with the uh, 10 scariest hacks from Black Hat and DEF CON this year. Um, okay. It's it's pretty awesome. There's some, some pretty... A girl, uh, girl that overclocked her cell phone game? I, I don't think she was on there, but... Uh, I, I'm just getting – oh, uh, one of them that I thought was pretty cool, and it's actually something that I've, I've thought of about before, but uh, um, uh, most modern printers have a, uh, uh, a web server cooked into the firmware um, right. so that you can do like web management of your printer and everything. Um, and somebody has, has devised an, an exploit to be able to compromise that web server and uh, take it over and alter the contents of the web page. So you could host a, an illegal website off of somebody else's printer. That is brilliant. Was it you that told me the story about the guy called the, it was some science fiction book you read with the character called Mouse. Yeah. Who existed solely on the internet in mouse drivers. Yep. What was that from? Uh, the name of the book is Archangel Protocol, and uh, the author is Lida Morehouse, I think. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Can you, can you email me that? I sure can. I will recommend it to I, you on Goodreads. Perfect. Because um, I think about that every now and then, and I would really like to read that book because it yeah, sounds really cool. It's, it's pretty awesome. That's probably one of my favorite books. Um, oh, and wow. there's, a, there's actually a sequel, too. If I ever, make it, there, there's if I ever make it Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I've been reading these, this same fucking book series for like three weeks, and I'm only a third of the way through the third book, and I read a lot. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, I think, 2,500 pages I've read so far. Wow. Yeah, that poop is crazy. Each <laughs> book is about 1,000 pages. What is this series? A Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, it's, uh, right, right, right. The uh, Game of Thrones Game books. Of Thrones. Yeah. That's on my list. Yeah. I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. 
They're they're really good, but they are stupid long. I can imagine. <laughs> like it's if you if you listened to the books on audio, it would take you five weeks if you listened to it from the time you got to work until the time you went home. Wow. Because each book's about forty hours long on, on audio tape. Jeebus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So really good. How, how about that uh, the girl that has the uh, the bionic hand now? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. When I so when I said when I read fifteen year old girl gets bionic finger, I immediately went to a dirty place with that <laughs> in my head. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I can't help but like grunt laugh in a really creepy way every time I think about this story. <laughs> totally. Uh, uh, my, my I guess I guess I should I guess I should elaborate on this a little bit more. So this girl has uh, uh, it was missing a hand, and they uh, the her she doctor's was missing a whole hand, and they only gave her a finger. No, the, it's was it middle finger. Her whole, her whole <laughs> hand is it's. I mean, it's it's. Uh, she's got five five bionic fingers that are attached to. Oh oh oh. Okay. Her stump. Um and. Uh, <laughs> Her doctors developed a, a, a prosthetic hand that cost about $62,000, and uh, it's all crazy, and, and she actually can has a lot of uh, manual dexterity that she couldn't have with a normal prosthetic hand, um, so it's kind of impressive. I wonder, because the article doesn't actually say uh, anything about it, but I wonder how she, uh, she controls it. I mean, is it something that is... Uh, attached to uh, nerves or reads brain impulses or does she yeah they're getting a lot better with that stuff I, I wouldn't be if it cost sixty two thousand dollars I wouldn't be surprised if that was how it was controlled yeah and that's like, pretty baller and also oh, kind of scary opens yeah that's true I wonder how far away we are from having uh, um, cybernetic implants like this uh, that are uh, good enough that people will willingly give up a limb just to have it replaced with uh, uh, machine parts. <laughs> Interesting. I think I think people willingly giving up pieces of themselves is still quite a ways away. I think you're more likely to see. I think you're more likely to see entire surrogate robots first than you are to see that. That's true. Have, you, have you seen the movie Surrogates? Yes, I have. It wasn't a very good movie, but it was really interesting anyway. Yeah, it was a really interesting concept and uh, not so exciting story. Yeah. Um, so how about some science news other than bionic parts? Bionic finger. Yeah. A study was done and at the University of Leeds. You know, now that I think about it, a lot of the science news that we talk about comes out of research from the University of Leeds. Also, really? I have no idea where the University of Leeds is. It's in um, the UK, I think. I think you are correct as well, but I don't know anything further than that. Yeah. But uh, anyways. Like, are they like an engineering school or something, I wonder? I, they must be. Must be, right? Yeah. So, so what they have developed during this study or this research is uh, a some sort of chemical that basically reverses uh, tooth decay, and that's that seems kind of kind of boring, you know. It's, Yay, everybody has perfect teeth again, uh, but it actually seems really interesting because it 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 not only does it does it uh, does it negate any any acid damage to to your teeth which is basically the primary uh, reason for tooth decay but it also uh, causes the teeth to rebuild themselves 
That is cool. Yeah, and that except having some sort of like science fiction movie uh, test gone wrong, flash in my mind of a guy whose entire mouth is just one giant tooth, and then he chokes on his own tooth and dies. Word. It kind of reminds me of uh, when Mitch starts growing, and then it just like. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it Not reminds me of uh, uh, Mitch Hedberg when he talks about how he hates the fact that he has a bunch of teeth and why couldn't he just be born with one big tooth? It'd be a lot easier to, to keep uh, uh, to maintain his tooth and he wouldn't have to floss anymore because he hates flossing. Yeah. yeah, it'd be a bummer when you were teething, though. Yeah. Like you lose your baby tooth <laughs> and you have to wait three weeks before you can eat solid food again. Why is your baby bleeding out of its mouth? Oh, he's toothing. Are you sure that that's Mitch Hedberg? Because Gallagher has a bit about that, too. I'm pretty sure that Mitch Hedberg talks about it. Okay. Uh, I, I have a story that's that has nothing to do with what we usually talk about, but I just wanted to bring it up anyways because it's it just, I don't know, it's ridiculous. Uh, so so uh, Donnie and Mark Wahlberg um, of uh, New Kids on the Block, r- rapping career and uh, and Hollywood fame, uh, Don't forget Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch uh, are planning to open a uh, a burger joint called Wahlburgers. <laughs> well, that was a no brainer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the I, I can't I can't find it and it, but uh, oh uh, some guy that owns a restaurant. Um, in, in Rochester, New York, named Tom Wall, already sells uh, a product called the Wahlburger. So they have actually had to uh, do some uh, some licensing or uh, legal proceedings in order to uh, get to the point where they can open a restaurant called Wahlburgers. That's and ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. There's <laughs> nothing about this that isn't weird. <laughs> yeah. Even up to and including the fact that we're talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and the the thing that I that I absolutely love about this, it's uh, an article on the Consumerist, and the, the the photo they use, the featured photo they use, is a picture of Mark Wahlberg from The Fighter, where he's standing on a scale with no shirt on, flexing his muscles. <laughs> that shit doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like he's like, this is the beef that our burgers are made out of. Oh! Uh, also something that we didn't, uh, that we did, or that I didn't plan on talking about, but, uh, I think it was as of yesterday, uh, Commander Taco from Slashdot has, uh, officially retired from Slashdot. Yeah. That's a big effing deal. Is yeah. he the one that started Slashdot? Yeah. Him, he and, okay. uh, I think two of his friends in college, uh, put together Slashdot and that was back in like 98 or 99, I think. They, he's yeah. been, he's been at it for, for like 15 years, I think. So it would have had to have been earlier than 98 or 99. But anyways, him and a couple of college buddies came up with it, and they've been running it ever since. And so now he's stepping down as a uh, – I don't even know what they called him. But he basically – because Slashdot is all user-submitted. But he was one of the people that decided which of the submissions actually got put on onto. I think they call them editors. That would make sense. But uh, he uh, – yeah, he's officially stepped down. And That's pretty big. Yeah. And as as the uh, the Internet has uh, unanim- unanimously decided to call it, it is, in fact, the end of an era. <laughs> yeah. But I, I usually don't like when people use that phrase, but I, I think it fits. Yep. I mean, the guy started the thing. and It's huge. Yep. And so on that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs>
I believe that's the rumpus. That's the rumpus! Cause smoking, double choking, linger on my spleen. I'm dying, I'm fine sometimes. Newspaper cancellation, can't believe his intellection, can't believe his words are true. Heart of a love, please, it seems that the words escape out of sight. That's not really true. <laughs> What's an ass idea?